My mum's podcast is recorded on Birapai land. We pay respect to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to how to run a successful business and still have a life. I am simply Stacey Morgan. As a mum of three and owner of three successful businesses, I'm acutely aware of the juggling act that is parenthood and entrepreneurship. Join me for bite-sized business tips, served simply, without ambiguity, aimed at helping you boost your productivity and give you more time in life for the things that really matter. Each week, we're talking motherhood, marriage, and making it in business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. My name is Stacey Morgan and today's episode is brought to you by the Simply Business Summit. It is not too late to get yourself a spot on a lounge chair by the pool for the Simply Business Summit at the gorgeous Sea Temple in Palm Cove. Of course, we're going to be there relaxing and rejuvenating, but we're also going to be there working on our business, spending time on those things that we know are important to our business growth, but we perhaps don't ever have time to actually set aside and focus on. That's what we're going to be doing at the Simply Business Summit. If you'd like to see change in your business, if you would like to stop working so hard and instead work smarter, get really, really uh, clear on your goals and what you want to achieve and the way you're going to achieve them, then please join us this winter in Palm Cove. It's going to be um, pretty special. It's going to be pretty special. It's also going to be 28 degrees. So I'm really looking forward to this, you know, going into this winter is, is feeling okay, knowing that at the end of June, I'm going to get some time in the sun. And I'd love you to join me. You can register now at simplystacymorgan.com. Well, in today's episode, we're going to be talking all things motherhood because I put up a little poll on my Instagram uh, story a couple of weeks ago and said, do you want to hear more business or do you want to hear more motherhood on the podcast? And surprisingly, you all popped in and said motherhood stuff, motherhood stuff. And I thought, okay, because this is episode 50 and up until now, we've been really, really focused on business. But as we do say in our tagline, uh, we're all about, you know, motherhood, marriage and making it in business. And so the um, the motherhood and marriage part hasn't been uh, featured too much up until this point. So for those of you who are keen to um, hear my thoughts on how the nurturing of my family part works along with the nurturing of my business, then you are here for the right episode. Today we're going to be talking about connection. And, you know, we've talked about connection in terms of our business before on the podcast. How do we build that connection with our customers? How do we continue to get them coming back to our business, not just, you know, spending money with us once and then disappearing? And for me, connection is such an important part of of my entire life because, yes, I am looking for that connection in my business. I am looking for that buy-in from from my customers. But when I get home at the end of the day, I'm looking for that connection with the people I love as well and working on that connection is really, really important to me. So I thought I would share the ways in which I have been connecting or uh, really consciously connecting with my kids um, over the last little while, things that have been working for me and perhaps the things that also didn't work along the way because for a long time I was trying to tick the boxes. I was trying to tick the boxes of the things I thought I should be doing as a good mum. I say that with air quotes, as a good mum. What are the things a good mum would be doing and how can I find time in my schedule to do those things? But what I've kind of shifted now is to, you know, not thinking about the things that I should be doing, but instead, how can I build connection with my kids in this very moment um, in order to 
try and knock off a little bit of that mum guilt. I find that it really, really helps that if I'm, you know, not baking the cookies from scratch and not, um, you know, building the vegetable garden out the back, but instead I'm spending, you know, time really connecting on my kids' level, eye to eye with them, listening to what they're saying, I really find that it helps me kind of knock away that that mum guilt that um, tends to tap me on the shoulder. Because whilst the... Um, the connection is not something we talk about a lot. We do talk about the organic vegetable garden in the in the backyard and the baking the cookies from scratch. Those things, you know, those things that you know get brought up in the mothers group or on the mother blogs. Uh, those things get talked about, but the connection doesn't get talked about as much. So I thought that's what I would share with you today. So when your child's a newborn, it, it's really easy. I, I find well, it's much easier to find that time for connection because there are certain milestones and moments that happen during your day every single day where that connection is absolutely necessary. So you know you're spending time feeding, you're spending time changing, um, you're spending time getting them um, settled, and those things you know they ultimately need connection. There's not much else to do whilst you're changing a dirty nappy other than to look your child in the eye and, you know, giggle at them and talk at them and make noises with them and sing to them and all of those things that build connection. But I find that once they get a little bit more independent and they start, you know, not needing you so much you know, so for that intensive time, when they're younger, you have all of that intensive time where they're in your arms as they start to get more independent and kind of move away a little more, you've got to start making um, time for those connections and finding ways for those connections. So at the moment, I've got Henry, who's four, and Patrick, who's uh, six, and then Lucinda, who um, just turned nine. And you know, with each of them at each of their different ages, there's different things that, that um, build that connection. With Henry, you know, at the moment, Lego is his world. So as much as it pains me, and it, I do find it difficult, and I think it's important for me to say that because we see these images of, um, you know, mums playing for hours and hours with the kids, and I've done a lot of work with my OT um, and with my therapist on, you know, finding that sweet spot between being productive in my world but also finding that connection with my kids and making time for that connection because I find nothing more frustrating than sitting on the floor and playing Lego or sitting on the floor and playing trucks. I It's it's been really, really hard for me. So as the kids, as each of the kids have grown and, you know, I've worked my way through this is, you know, it's been a nine-year process now. Um, it's okay if you don't like playing Lego. It's okay if you find the, um, you know, the building of the towers with the blocks really monotonous and really frustrating because you are, you know, in the back of your mind thinking about all the other things that you could be doing or should be doing. It's okay to sit into that, but it's also okay to to know that the time that you're spending doing those things is really, really valuable. And it's been that mind switch for me that's been really helpful. So. I wanted to say that, you know, it's not all rainbows and unicorns. I don't love building the same tower and then knocking it down 15 times. But for Henry, that's what we do. So he's really, really into Lego. He's really, really into reading books and sitting down and spending the time. And so when we're doing those things, I really, really try and really sit into that and relax into that. And, you know, I, I have to really kind of try my best not to be asking questions all the time or to be leading the play myself and instead letting him as the four-year-old 
lead what you know the car that we're building is going to look like and lead where this where this play is going and which books we're going to read and where we're going to sit and all of those things giving him those choices and and making him feel heard and feel understood in those moments um that's been a learning curve for me as well but I really find that when I do sit into those things and do give him that autonomy and 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 give him that moment then it has a you know it has a flow on effect for his behavior for the rest of the day if he has that good quality connection time with me in the morning or we can do it you know before lunch um, I really find that the end of the day which is always a nightmare and I'm not saying at all that it's ever a walk in the park but that end of day frustration and tiredness and struggle and you need to clean your teeth and you've got to get in the bath and now you've got to get out of the bath and now we've got to do stuff like all of that stuff that happens as part of the nighttime routine just becomes a little bit easier because I feel like he's had his time and he's felt like he's had his time during the day. So that's Henry, Henry Lego, Henry on the floor. Patrick, Patrick is, you know, Patrick is heaven um, and his own very special source <laughs> of heaven. And he, um, he has an ASD level one diagnosis and so he becomes fixated on certain things. And so that's been a really big learning curve for us as well, you know, working through his diagnosis and the therapy that he has in order to make sure that he's functioning at his very best in all aspects of his world. That's been a massive journey for us too. But what we have found is that um, as part of that, Patrick has, you know, things that he gets obsessed with and when he was younger it was was diggers diggers were the you know the flavor of the month you couldn't get there were you couldn't it wasn't possible for us to have more diggers in our house than we had when Patrick was three uh, it was just we would go and we would sit in the car and we would watch diggers and we would drive past diggers and we would um, play with diggers and we would talk about diggers and we would watch diggers on the tip like it was just crazy and now that he's a bit older he um he still gets fixated on certain things and then, you know, those things now, um, because of all the work that he's doing, those things those things chop and change. So it's not just diggers for years and years on end anymore. It's different things that come in and out. And at the moment, it's tennis. So tennis is his thing. Um, and it helped at the beginning of the year that the Australian Open was on because he got to watch some tennis and we went on holidays and, and there was a tennis court and so we got to play some tennis. And now it's, you know, it, it's his thing. And we've got one of those fabulous, you know, stick in the ground with the piece of string and the ball on the end of it in the backyard that goes around and around. And he can spend hours out there hitting the ball. And, you know, I know he's okay because I can just hear the tick, 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 tick as he's hitting the ball back and forth and he's just loving it and he's loving that repetition and that routine and the control that he has over that. But how I build connection with him is, you know, putting my gumboots on, getting in the backyard and grabbing a racket and and hitting it back and forth with him as much as the same thing with the Lego. I think, you know, this is real, this is not the best use of my time. It really is the best use of my time because it's indulging him in this, you know, fixation that he has, this obsession that he has with tennis at the time. And he loves to tell me about how many hits he did in a row or how many misses that he had and, you know, what's working and what's not and how many times it can go around and all of the things that are going on in his beautiful brain. And so really connecting with him about that and, you know, jumping in and, and being inquisitive and trying to be part of that that little world for him is really the thing that um that helps me build build connection with him and with Patrick he's you know he has times where he really really struggles to 
to figure out what's going on in his little world. Um, and so that often, re- you know, ends up being part of, you know, a meltdown that, that inevitably happens. And we've got pretty cluey now and seeing what the things are that are kind of triggering him to, to set one of those off. But again, what I've learned about that, and, you know, I used to get so frustrated and it would be, you know, just I'd jump straight into behavior management mode and straight into, well, you're going to go to your room and you're going to do, you know, till you calm down, you're going to sit in the corner and these are the things you're going to do. And what I've found now is when I can see that coming on, instead of me kind of starting to rev up, instead I'm starting to find, to, to, to think to myself, okay, connect, 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 connect. How do I connect with him in this moment so that he see, feels seen and feels understood and can help make sense of the, what he's feeling? So getting down on his level, holding both of his hands in front of me, um, looking him in the eye and saying, you know, I can see that you're... Um, feeling a bit funny right now what does that feel like and and what do you think's caused it and do you think you've made a good choice and do you think you could make a different choice and having him kind of feed back to me what he's feeling like has you know really been helping in kind of making sure those meltdowns don't just you know just explode out of nowhere like an erupting volcano which happened so much more when he was younger so that connection has been really really helpful in terms of that behavior management as well and for Luce she's nine so she's a little bit older and along the way you know she and I have had um you know things that we have built connection that that she and I have done but but I can honestly say to you this because I didn't kind of think about this from this perspective until she was a little bit older, I feel like we kind of missed and missed a lot of opportunities when she was younger. Um, and so trying to make up for that now is kind of what we're doing. But she has this lovely connection building time with Heath. Um, Heath is a big Harry Potter fan and thus Lucinda has become also a very big Harry Potter fan. And so they're reading a chapter of Harry Potter or half a chapter of Harry Potter every night together and that's their thing. That's their kind of thing that brings them together and their their time of connection. And whilst, you know, he's reading and she's, you know, he's leaning up against the bed, she's laying over kind of over his shoulder looking at the book um they're not looking each other in the eye and you know connecting in the same way that I was just talking about that I do with Patrick but that it is a time of connection for them and it's really beautiful to to see that at the end of the day that that's how she winds down and she um you know that's how she's feeling love from Heath and that's how they're building their relationship and that's really really cute as well there was a time where she and I were watching Dancing with the Stars um when that was on at night and you know that's hard because those shows often go a little bit later and so I was feeling guilty about letting her stay up so late but also really enjoying the banter and the conversation and the um you know she would love to talk to me during the day what do you think they're going to do tonight what dance do you think they're going to do what costume do you think they're going to wear and so I was really enjoying that connection that we were building as well um and that kind of over was overriding the get to bed on time for a little while, which, you know, has its payoffs and um, has its pros and cons. But it's, um, it's, again, another way of building connection. She got a Mighty for Christmas this year, which is um, like an iPod, but it doesn't have a screen. So it syncs to your Spotify account. So she can go on my phone and make um, Spotify a Spotify playlist and then that will sync to her mighty and so she can have that on um, and that was a little thing like she always wanted to borrow my phone to listen to music and now she's got her own you know source of music that's very much curated and monitored um, 
by me and you know it's connected to the internet but it's not like she's going and and browsing and and can watch youtube and stuff like that unattended so um the mighty has been really really helpful as well because she loves to talk to me about music and what songs she wants to add and you know what song was that that you were listening to mum i'm going to add that to my playlist and what was that called and so that's also um where we're kind of building building connection as she's getting a little bit older and finding her independence but also we had so many times where we were in lockdown or isolation over the last, you know, six months and she and I found, you know, some some common, you know, time that we got to spend together and connect during that time really helpful as well. We did puzzles and um, we did a paint by numbers, which is now proudly I'm looking at here on my um, on my office wall and things like that where we were able to just stop and kind of um, – just be together without um, any any particular agenda. Whilst it was frustrating to be in isolation, it was a really lovely time to get to spend time with her. So that's the, the ways in which I'm making connection with the kids, you know, at this stage and how I've done that throughout the time. I encourage you, if you can, find that moment for connection um, with your kids today or, or this week as you're, as you're working your way through your week. Find that time to get down on their level and to hold their hands and to look them in the eye and to um, check in on how they're feeling and how their day was and what's going on. Because I am as guilty as anybody of just kind of um, throwing them in the car after school and saying, how was your day? Good, good. You know, and then on to the next and dinner and bath and bed and up and do the whole thing again the next day. So finding those moments for connection are super, super important. And I, if you have something that you do, I would love to learn from you. So please reach out to me. Um, you can always find me on Instagram at Simply Stacey Morgan. And if you... Um, you know, have something to share. I would especially love you to share it on your Insta story and to tag me or to tag me in a post and let me know what you're, you are doing in your family that is working. Of course, today's episode was brought to you by the Simply Business Summit. I would love you to join me in Palm Cove where it's going to be beautiful and sunny and hot and fabulous in June, uh, the very end of June. So it's the start of the school holidays um, in June, July this year the simply business summit is you know a group of incredible like-minded business women who are also nurturing families and also trying to raise up their business and to grow their business so that they can have the lifestyle that they got into small business for in the first place if that is you if you are working hard and really not seeing the benefits then invest in yourself invest in that time and come and spend some time with us at the simply business summit you can register now at simplystacymorgan.com Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate you being here. If you liked this episode, then um, throw it on your Insta story, take a photo and um, stick it up there and tag me and share it with any other mums who are craving that connection with their kids and perhaps looking for new ways um, to connect with their children, especially during this time. This is episode 50. How exciting. What a milestone we got to. I appreciate you listening and tuning in, especially if you've been here since the very beginning. Thank you so much for spending time and I'll talk to you next week. How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life is a Morgan Media original produced for the Morgan Media Network. Work with me one-on-one or in one of my many group coaching programs. It is possible to run a successful business and still have a life. You can find out more at simplystacymorgan.com. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 